Hello and welcome to another episode of Streaming Science, a creative student-run podcast series from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We bring the science directly to you. The goal of Streaming Science is to increase science literacy through interactive discussion with scientists about topics that affect your everyday life. I'm your host, Bryce Duskid, a senior agricultural and environmental sciences communication major from Hickman, Nebraska. In this episode of Streaming Science, we're focusing on agricultural economics. I was particularly drawn to this topic of agricultural economics because it affects everyone, whether you're in production agriculture or not. Joining me today is Tina Kochaku, a graduate student performing research here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Tina, let's just first talk about yourself uh, and who you are. Hello, Bryce, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, my name, as you said, is Tina Kochaku. I'm a master's student in the Department of Agricultural Economics here in the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Uh, I got my undergraduate degree from Athens, Greece, from the Agricultural University of Athens in Agricultural Economics and Rural Development. I'm planning to continue for a PhD degree in Agricultural Economics as well. You have a unique experience because you got your undergraduate in Greece, like you said, but you came to the United States here at the university to do your, your master's. Talk about that and why you decided to come to the States for that process. That is one of the most exciting and interesting experience in my li- experiences in my life. Why I decided to come here, I really wanted to study abroad. The American educational system gives great opportunities in terms of funding and in terms of the quality of uh, the education you have in American universities. So what specific life experiences shaped your choice into study agricultural economics here at the university? The life experience that helped me make that choice didn't start from here, I mean in U.S., it, it goes back to Greece when I finished high school. And accidentally, I would say, I uh, went there. I wanted initially to go to, to study only economics, not in, in applied science. But my GPA didn't allow me to enter uh, the School of Economics, so I went to the Agricultural University. And then the story started, and I realized that I would be sad, finally, doing only theory. I really enjoyed it. It was more, uh, it was, I think, the best choice I could have done, given that I'm really interested in real-world problems. So only theory doesn't, studying only theory doesn't satisfy me. And so you chose the agriculture economics side, and I want to jump into that topic. So first... How do you define agricultural economics as a whole, that broad topic? How do you define that? So, what is agricultural economics? Is the uses of the economic theory in issues related to agriculture. In economics in general, we... uh, So, given the scarcity of the resources, resources, you want to see, in economics in general, you have... limited sources, and you want to see how you will allocate these sources in the most efficient way. So specifically, what work are you doing within agriculture economics? What is your your focus? So the research aspect is very, very narrow. It's not that broad. Like, you don't study agricultural economics in your research. So you get a very narrow topic, and then you you try to study this specific topic. 
In my case, I'm interested in the impact of risk preferences in grain marketing decisions and also the impact of communication in grain marketing decisions. What does it really mean? So producers in the US can sell their grain in futures markets. That means you can hold your grain and sell it in the future with the expectation of a better price. Of course, that involves a risk because you might not get the price you are expecting. In that sense, that's a decision under risk, like grain marketing decisions are decisions under risk. And we would like to see how your risk preferences affect these decisions. That means if you are risk averse, you are afraid of waiting, for example, a couple of more months to sell your grain. How that affect your grain marketing decisions? And finally, what is the impact on your profit? So if we were applying the, your research that you're doing in your focus area to something that someone in middle school or uh, that age range is doing, how would you explain that research to them and, and some of the terms that they use? So you have a family farm with two members, which is uh, husband and the wife. You have these two people. These people perceive risk in a different way. In any term, like not only in agriculture, let's say if in gambling or in the way they want to get a loan for their house, mortgage or not. The, that applies everywhere. How their risk preferences, like if they are afraid of getting a risk of make an investment in something that might not be able to pay or how that will affect their decisions when they, this comes, when they have to sell there and then have to manage their farm. And also, not only their individual behavior, but also the interaction between them. Let's say that I am afraid more than you getting any risk. You are more risky than me. But at the end of the day, we need to make a decision, a mutual decision. Uh, one will be the decision. So who dominates to whom? That is what I'm trying to measure. Mm -hmm. What does that look like in the work that you do? Uh, is, do you make equations out of, out of the, this big picture of how someone decides to make these choices with uh, the cost of storing grain versus how much they could get today? How do you uh, put measure. that? Yeah, how do you measure that? That's an interesting question. And I'm, right now I'm trying to finalize the to, to determine not to finalize to determine the way I'm going to measure that until now me and my professor Simanti Benerji that is an ex has an expertise in uh, experimental economics and Cory Walters that uh, has an expertise in grain marketing so the three of us we are trying to determine the model that we are going to use but you are not far you are not wrong, that is what we are trying to do, to find an equation that has all the determinants or the ones at least we found through our experiment. That is what we are trying to do, to put all the factors that affect uh, grain marketing decisions into an equation and make a regression and see how, what is the impact of each factor in their profit and uh, storage decisions and so on. Talk about being a graduate student. Uh, you write a thesis 
about the work that you're doing. Talk about that process. So uh, how you choose a topic like you did with the risk management side uh, to where, where you'll be here in August of 2017 when you graduate. Talk about those years. My short experience in doing research so have shown me that is very challenging and time-consuming. Not, you are not going to finish something very quickly, especially if you get an idea from zero, get an interesting question, and try to develop that and modify it in a, a research project. So how I did that? My advisor, Corey Walters, in the beginning of our collaboration, asked me to find my research topic. And then while I was searching, it happened to go in a farm trip where we met producers in Nebraska who they were willing to talk to us about what they are doing, how they are doing, what is their everyday life, what is the production, and all kinds of questions we were asking. At that point, we somehow brought up the, th the marketing, uh, grain marketing decisions and process in, in general. And I realized that the farmer and his wife had a different way, different perspective of how they should grain, they should market their grain. And at that moment, I thought, what would be... I, I focused on the couple, and I wonder how the gender differences affect this type of decisions. While we started the project, so that was the idea, we started working on that project, and we realized that it is a bit difficult and, yes, and challenging because I was only a master's student, so I had to finish in two years. It is very difficult to find couples and actually in, in a random way and not going and find specific couples and ask, make the experiment with couples and so on and so forth. So then we try to broaden it a little bit and see in general how the interaction between two individuals, no matter if they are a couple, if they are meant to make a decision together, what the interaction of what is the impact of their interaction? And then we designed an experiment where in the first stage of the experiment, we elicit individuals' risk preferences, and then we move, we move to the next stage where we ask for the participants to play a grain marketing simulation game. So they do actual grain marketing decisions in that game, and then we record these, their answers, and we will go and analyze them based on the profit they made, based on the thorough decisions they made, and that's the first step. That's the first treatment. The second treatment is when we introduce uh, communication. So the first step will remain the same. We'll elicit risk preferences. But then in the second step, we will have, instead of individuals playing the grain marketing game, we'll have two groups of two people playing together and making the decisions, and then communicate also. And we will see, we, we record the context of their communication and their decisions again, and then we'll try to make inferences out of that. So, Tina, you'll graduate with your master's potentially in August of 2017, as I alluded to earlier. 
what's next for you as a student or where do you go after that? After that, I will uh, continue for a PhD. I got an admission in UC Davis. So I will go there and hopefully I will. What else do you want to add uh, in terms of this podcast you don't think we've touched on yet? Okay, so what I would like to add is to talk a little bit about the simulation game I'm using. Sure. Because it is um, very interesting and kind of innovative. Not that other studies, they haven't used it. Nowadays, they're they're using computer-based games and simulation more and more in experimental economics. But what I would like to say about... uh, But I would like to talk a little bit about that game is called Marketing in a New Era, and it is a grain marketing simulation game, which initially started, it was the um, design of the, of the game aimed to help producers in extension meetings improve their marketing skills. So it was part of, and it is part of extension meetings. The instructor discusses and gives the information about grain marketing. And at the end of the meeting, producers play the game and test their skills in grain marketing. This is a very flexible and easy uh, simulation, which is provided from the Department of Agricultural Economics, and it is funded from the Soyabean Board, Nebraska Soyabean Board, and it is free for all producers and not only producers, even students that are interested, they can use it for free if they want. They just need to contact the Department of Agricultural Economics. They, they can easily get access into that game. Thank you once again, Tina, for joining us and for all of you for tuning in today. To listen to more Streaming Science podcasts, go to soundcloud.com slash streaming dash science. I'm your host, Bryce Duskit.